Still, the historical time, the dark times mentioned in the title, is, I think, visible everywhere in this book. I borrow the term from Breck's famous poem To Posterity, which mentions the disorder and the hunger, the massacres and the slaughters, the outrage over injustice and the despair when there was only wrong and no outrage, the legitimate hatred that makes you ugly nevertheless, the well-founded wrath that makes the voice grow hoarse. All this was real enough as it took place in public. There was nothing secret or mysterious about it. And still, it was by no means visible to all, nor was it at all easy to perceive it. For until the very moment when catastrophe overtook everything and everybody, it was covered up, not by realities, but by the highly efficient talk and double talk of nearly all official representatives, who, without interruption, and in many ingenious variations, explained away unpleasant facts and justified concerns. When we think of dark times and of people living and moving in them, we have to take this camouflage, emanating from and spread by the establishment or the system, as it was then called, also into account. If it is the function of the public realm to throw light on the affairs of men by providing a space of appearances in which they can show, in deed and word, for better and worse, who they are and what they can do, then darkness has come when this light is extinguished by credibility gaps and invisible government, by speech that does not disclose what is but sweeps it under the carpet, by exhortations, moral and otherwise, that under the pretext of upholding old truths, degrade all truth to meaningless triviality. Welcome back to Left Anchor. I'm Ryan Cooper. And I'm Alexi the Greek. And that was a reading from Hannah Arendt, 1968 work, Men in Dark Times, uh, the preface, where she profiled a number of people and was speaking to a darkness that uh, is both historical and perpetual. And so there, there's going to be a revisiting uh, in this discussion of our current contemporary darkness and what the left needs to think, feel, and do uh, in the midst of it. So to that end, we're, we're eventually going to talk about the results uh, across the pond, the, the votes, the devastating um, win by the Tories. And, uh, and yeah, we'll do our, our hot takes, I suppose. Uh, but, yeah. but that is um, somewhat secondary to, I think, what we both feel and, and realize a lot of people feel, which is uh, a somewhat psychological, existential, affective um, need right now to take the gut punch and, f- and figure out both how to um, regroup, how to process it, and and what to what to do in light of a somewhat unexpected loss that is um, felt especially as devastating in the midst of the tremendous climate and uh, other crises that, that are really connecting us with those across the pond. So, um, you know, as we think what, what applicability it has or doesn't have going forward for us here electorally and otherwise, we, uh, we're going to spend the first half or so talking about Left Melancholia and a, a piece by Wendy Brown on um, resisting Left Melancholia and, uh, and kind of thinking about some of the good points she makes uh, before we get to the nitty-gritty of the, the results and, and what, uh, what takeaways we should make from them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think it's, 
it's an emotion we all feel certainly at least a little bit and some of us a lot you know uh, M- Michelle Goldberg had a had a uh, article in the New York Times about de- the democracy despair you know the sense that Trump's just tearing up the whole sort of constitutional order and um you know nobody the, the existing democratic party is kind of too feckless to to really stand up to him meaningfully um and uh you know i think you see it in a lot of different ways you you see it among you know mainstream i i, I would say among mainstream liberals there's unprecedented uh you know in the, the last couple of decades um uh anger um, at the democratic establishment from, you know, quarters like the pod save America empire, where people are just like openly contemptuous occasionally of the leadership and then, and yelling at them in ways that they didn't used to. But then also, you know, I think you see it in how, uh, you know, there's a sort of the movement against electoralism, the idea that the only way to achieve anything politically is to to do organizing and union drives and so on and that it's completely pointless to engage in the electoral system or that you know there's some full-on black pill stuff out there it's just like give up you know there's there's no chance and you're a fool if you think otherwise yeah, um, yeah as, as our friend dave kybe uh, has said number of people on the left seems to seem to prefer the the certainty of doom to uncertainty and uh and so that's something we're going to be trying to guard against. Yeah. And the the uh you know maybe to dig into this brown essay which I thought was really perceptive. Um you know it's talking a lot about psychology and whatnot. Uh and This was in 1999 but it's applicable, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it it the the stuff she's talking about is still definitely with us. You know, so in 1999 of course, um you know the Soviet <laughs> Union had collapsed uh you know like the the 20th century movement of the left historically speaking that was biggest and most powerful had just completely fallen in on itself um and capitalism was triumphant and there was a you know there's a sense from like the fukuyama end of history people that you know they'd won that the commies were wrong marx was wrong and that free markets and liberal democracy was the only way to organize society end of discussion um and I think that, you know, uh, a lot of leftists had trouble arguing with that, even if they didn't believe it, you know, because it had been such a terrible calamity, not only that, uh, you know, the Soviet Union had fallen and all of its utopian, you know, egalitarian promises were exposed as lies. But once, you know, there was a few years there where they got access to the Soviet archives and it turns out that, you know, the the secret police and the the um you know, famine in Ukraine in the 30s was probably even worse than a lot of the, you know, kind of uh, conservative uh, Soviet critics had su- supposed. And, you know, it would just look like the w- absolute most kind of terrible dead end uh, of, of um, you know, political mobilizing that, that uh, the left ha- had ever tried to do. Um, and, you know, I think we've sort of been digging ourselves out from that hole from this whole time. You know, how do we incorporate the uh, Soviet experience and um, how do we beat back the, you know, neoliberals? And, you know, I think that process is much advanced uh, from 1999 because, you know, the, the just not even 10 years later, 
we had a just systemic crisis of capitalism that, you know, showed that, well, maybe the Soviets didn't quite have everything figured out, but neither do the neoliberals. And that, in fact, a lot of the left critiques of capitalism absolutely still were on point. And it didn't even take that long for that to to, uh, come into effect. And so, you know, how do we get our mojo back, so to speak? Right. Yeah, there's that saying that even if you think the Soviets were wrong about communism, it turns out they were undeniably right about capitalism. And, uh, you know, and again, we, we've talked in the past about um, that one contingent form of or attempt at, at communism is, is not, um, you know, the final word on what's possible for us, right, as, as the left. No. Um, but there's another passage. There's a passage from the Wendy Brown that I think, you know, it's worth reading because she's talking about loss. And as much as it's steeped in 1999, I bet you this, this resonates with a lot of people today as well. So, so she writes... Certainly the losses, accountable and unaccountable of the left, are many in our own time. The literal disintegration of socialist regimes and the legitimacy of Marxism may well be the least of it. We're awash in the loss of a unified analysis and a unified movement, in the loss of labor and class as inviolable predicates of political analysis and mobilization, in the loss of an um, inexorable and scientific forward movement of history, in the loss of a viable alternative to the political economy of capitalism, And on the backs of these losses are still others. We're without a sense of international, often even local left community. We're without conviction about the truth of the social order, without a rich moral political vision to guide and sustain political work. Thus, we suffer with the sense not only of a lost movement, but of a lost historical moment. We suffer with the sense not only of a lost theoretical and empirical coherence, but of a lost way of life and a lost course of pursuits. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good, you know, a good uh, demonstration of, of uh, you know, what gave the Soviet Union its strength, I think, and, and what, you know, international credibility it had was this idea that Marxism-Leninism uh, was the sort of historical master key for all time that showed you scientifically, here's how history progresses, and here's like the answer to all the questions and all you have to do is trust in that, you know, somewhat uh, slapdash uh, concept. Um, and, you know, you you uh, you can f- figure it all out. You know, you don't you don't have to like uh, you continue in like researching thing. You know, it's like we got we have right. it all right. for all time. That was part of the appeal. So for many, the, the appeal of the left or at least Marxist Leninism, Leninism is is not just the liberatory principled uh, theoretical uh, elements, but the the theory, the scientific theory, the scientific materialism, the dialectical materialism, historical materialism, what what have you, that gives people security. That no, we know how to get there. We know this is if if you do this, if you do X Y Z, you're going to get these results, and it's just this progression towards um, victory that's going to happen. Um, and, and and I think that's that's not just an elusive thing, but an an erroneous understanding, an erroneous approach to the left um, movement and to what the political project is and needs to be about. But that can be a source of tremendous um, frustration and loss if that doesn't seem to be coming to fruition. 